Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. I'm back again with Professor Dreg. And uh, like I said, you know, we are in the midst of a big conflict, especially over reproductive rights, but we should really call it murder rights. I think from now on going forward, things like abortion, sanctioning it are going to be aspects that from now on, I'm not going to call it for what it's not. It is, in fact, murder rights. And that's what they're advocating for. Just this morning, this is somewhat not related, but I just wanted to to push it in. I think the governor of Texas, I think his name is what, Greg Abbott or something. I saw a funny post on Instagram by somebody who uh, said that apparently now they're trying to ban like Chick-fil-A out of the airports because Chick-fil-A is a Christian organization, (laughs) LGBT type stuff. And it's really funny because I I just have to mention this before we start the show. Uh, The governor was saying, hey, I know what bill to sign in the law, which is basically no, you know, and he was eating Chick-fil-A while he was doing it. (laughs) It's really funny. But that's that's what we're in the midst of, you guys. It's a fight against Christian values, against good and evil. And right now, the most heated thing that's going on in the United States at this moment is... Uh, abortion rights, right? Murder rights by the progressives. And I want to talk a little bit about the big business behind abortion now, especially with organizations like Planned Parenthood. For those of you who haven't gone out and seen the movie Unplanned, uh, which came out like a month or so ago, definitely go and see it. Uh, It's not going to be pleasant for you, but it is something that needs to be talked about. It is something that will awaken a lot of people to the cause, which is why progressives want it banned and censored so much. But Planned Parenthood, just like every other organization, you know, makes money by enforcing abortion quotas, right? Now, they claim that it's a fraction of their business, right? Yet, more than half of the revenue comes from overall abortions. So, this is the funny thing is that Planned Parenthood motto, right? Even in the name Planned Parenthood, this is how progressives get you guys with language because they they fool you into thinking Planned Parenthood, when in reality, it's more like, you know, preventing parenthood but just in that notion alone of them claiming that abortion services are just a small percentage of what they provide they are taught to lie the counselors there are taught to lie to you they're taught to coerce you so we can talk about the business of abortion the ins and outs of it but the bottom line for the subject of this conversation today is again going to be around the psychological manipulation behind progressivism and it's, it manifests not even in just the tax returns, but in their mottos. So, but uh, we were talking before the show, Professor Dragon, you were saying something about some Mexican lady that got killed, apparently. I, I'm, I mean, it's yeah, a sad thing, but. Marlene Archoa Lopez. Yeah. I, I believe that's her name. She could have been the murderer. Uh, but okay, so long story short, this is what had happened. Um, this couple. Just, yep. you know, uh, uh, and, I, and I believe that the race is really important. This happened in Chicago. 
uh, on May 18th, I guess, was, was the date. And this is coming in from CNN. But uh, long story short, this 19-year-old was lured by this couple. And that couple, oh, man, this is really gruesome. But they stabbed her to death and cut the baby out of her stomach. Yeah. And uh, cut the yeah. baby out of the womb. And the baby actually survived. But I'm trying to find how old that baby is. But, man, that baby looks I mean, you know, the baby survived the knife attack and, 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 uh, they don't give, like, I'm trying to find how old this baby is, but, uh, but yeah, but the, the point is it, it, it's, it's, um, man, like, cause the dad is just like, he's really young. He's 19 years old and uh-huh. a young couple, but anyway, so. I mean, uh, the baby opened the eyes for the first time yesterday. So right. know, I don't know if this baby's going to make it or not. But since the baby did open the eyes, I mean, the baby looks like, uh, it's hard to tell. Like, it really is without without knowing, um, without really knowing the facts. But anyway, so long story short, the, the moral of this story is, is that the baby can survive outside of the womb. Right. Uh, uh, even through trauma, like the trauma that that, that the mother had suffered, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and this one, she passed away, and, and 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 that's the thing. Like, even at five months old, four months old, the baby can actually live outside the womb of the womb if you know cared for properly. But in this case, you know, obviously this baby wasn't cared for. And obviously, if they if they ripped her out of the the, the mother's womb oh, yeah and, you know try to play it off as, as their own you know? i think so- you i think you bring up an important point by mentioning that right because if that was something that was real news and people knew that babies could in fact with cared for properly survive outside of the womb then a lot of the rhetoric in progressivism surrounding babies aren't people and babies aren't real life and babies can't in fact be saved becomes an inherent problem, right? That's that's why this relates... Uh-oh, I hear no, a baby. No, no <laughs> yeah, it's no. funny because we're talking about this and we're talking about babies and it's just that. Ah. But anyways, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is right there is information that unfortunately not a lot of people know. And a lot of people who walk into abortion clinics or Planned Parenthoods, right? I think a lot of the people who are seeking help, whether it's contraceptives or whatnot, are being manipulated and coerced into thinking that you know, that life that they have inside them is not in fact something that's actually living because that that's how they get mothers or potential mothers to agree to it. This is part of the business. You saying that, right, kind of goes against what a lot of progressives will push and say, well, it's not a life at three, four months. It's not really anything when we've already established the fact that life begins at conception, but that's part of the manipulation of language. That's part of the psychological coercion that happens when they want to meet their quotas. Well, see, and now they're changing. They're not even talking about life. Now they're changing the whole argument into, Hey, it's an economic issue. Yeah. Not a matter of issue for life. And, And then they go, it's privacy because the thing about Roe v. v. Wade wasn't really about abortion. It was really about privacy. And that's why we have HIPAA laws. HIPAA laws are, are yeah. 
laws that protect a person's rights. Of course. To uh, privacy. So in theory, do you have the right to even know if someone got an abortion? And the answer is technically, no, you don't. Because, and, and, it, and, and it is true that, that, you know, nobody should know what you do medically because that's your business. Your business well, because business. that also prevents insurance companies, right, for raising your premiums or denying you coverage based on pre-existing conditions. That's yeah. why it's important. I, I'm familiar with the HIPAA laws from a, an HR background, but you're absolutely right. You know, the people who talk about Roe v. Wade, um, really the big clause here is the it, it's actually part of due process, believe it or not. Yeah. And, no, and it is. It is. It is. And it's it's about the right to privacy that protects uh, potential future mothers or pregnant women's freedom and liberty to choose whether or not to have an abortion. But it does not justify abortions as being it, – it's neutral on it. It's just if she goes and gets it, right, the whole point of Roe v. Wade was it shouldn't matter to you. You shouldn't have to know. And she doesn't have to be public about it. Yeah, and that's why it's not a law. And see, that's what people like don't wow. get. Wow. Talk be, about manipulation it's here. A law. It's not. It's just, uh, but anyway, so um, so now, like, we're, let's go back to the, the argument was hey, it's not about killing anymore because I think, you know, like, because you can tell how the progressives go just by watching the view. So even on the view, uh, <laughs> like, you know, Sonny, she's an attorney. Sonny, I forgot her name, her last name, but, she, but she's against abortion because she's a Catholic and her Catholic belief is like, Hey, look, you just don't do abortion because that's life. You just can't do it. Yeah. So she said like, so she's like in favor of all of those abortion rights. And then Whoopi, uh, Goldberg, her whole argument changes from, hey, it's not a matter of, you know, it, when if it's a life, it's a matter of, you know, my privacy is between me and my doctor. And if, it, well, if I'm an atheist, and I, and I can relate to this, her, her, uh, her argument, if I'm an atheist, and it's up to me, and I don't believe in what you guys believe in, uh, Mm -hmm. It's up to me to make a choice for me and my family because I, I have to tell my other kids, hey, look, I'm pregnant, but I don't want this other kid because we can't afford this and that. So it's and it's nobody's right to know what I do in my and tactically speaking, she has that. It's a valid point because why the Constitution protects the minority voice, not the majority. If everybody says abortion is wrong you still can't force somebody to not do it. Right. If, if uh, you know, unless you have real scientific proof that it's a real life and it's sustainable after six weeks and all this other stuff. And that's why I'm telling you, if they change the argument to economics, then you have to give them an economic solution and why they cannot do it. Because that's mm. the whole point. Like there's always something like the chicken and the egg argument. You know, who right. came first, the chicken or the egg? It doesn't matter. You got to have a solution for both people, both parties. You know, who came first? Life or economics? Well, they're both important. So you have to deal with both angles. You know, of course, I believe just in pure science, everybody knows it's viable. Look what they're doing with stem cells. You know what I mean? Come on. Imagine what you can do with you know, I don't want to say fetal tissue, whatever, but... Well, so that takes it back to the first thing I talked about, which is the booming abortion business, right? Outside yeah. of the law, 
you know, where, where do you harvest the majority of stem cells? It's from fetal tissue or the placenta. And, you know, like it, that's why when Alex Jones comes on and rants about baby parts being sold to these research centers, you know, that's not absurd. And that's a rather crude way of saying it, but it's true because the majority of stem cell research comes from harvested fetal tissue. And even though that sounds rather inhumane and crazy, no, but look, it's a real industry, just like selling industry. blood, just like selling the, blood. The yeah, red cross. That's why, because somebody goes to, oh, well, during actually, this what had something to do with the meeting yesterday, but somebody did make that suggestion. Why don't you work with the Red Cross? And I'm like, no, because they sell blood. You know, why would I donate? See, because the Red Cross, they make tons of money selling blood. You know, and, and, you know, and it's not right. Same thing with Planned Parenthood. They make tons of money selling, you know, like Alex Jones's baby parts, but they call it like fetal tissue and... Sure, well, language, again. Yeah, again, and it's language. all about language, but he's right. These really are, uh, these really are baby parts. You know, when you, but scientifically speaking, you don't say baby parts. <laughs> you just don't. Uh, so, well, what I also wanted to say too, that kind of relates to blood, right? This is just kind of a little bit of a, a tangent, but what about, I mean, selling blood? Yeah, that may not seem right, but what about donating blood? Like, you know, donating, That's I know you, all these people donate blood. Right, I believe in, in being a blood donor, an organ donor, if you die and all that kind of stuff. Hell no. Really? No, because they see that thing on the back. Oh, you're an organ donor? She, you know, you're dying. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they want they your organs. To revive you. And uh, because why? Because look, they sell parts. It's just yeah. what they do. 25 grand for a kidney. And it might even be higher than that now because those prices are pretty old <laughs> you know some people who are very sick will pay a lot of money to live and uh and that's the thing it's uh it's really is a uh like an ethical conundrum as they say and because well, here's the thing right if someone if someone gets into an accident and an organ could save their life that's always the thing it's like well is, is he meant to die because he got into an accident? Can he be saved? Because that, yeah, that gets into that argument of, of preventable, preventable death or, you know, it's not. Well, yeah, but let's go, let's, you know, okay. So let's run with this. If you're in a coma, you're technically brain dead, right? If you're brain dead yeah, and you're just alive, the machines are keeping you alive. You're a vegetable. What do you do? Do you kill the guy and sell the body parts or what do you do? And I say, keep him alive because you never know. Yeah. Sometimes these guys wake up and hell, we still don't know what's going on in there. Yeah. Because they could be in a dream state. We don't know just because we can't detect. I've, I've, I've heard stories of people, but when they wake up from like, I guess, long comas, right? We think of like, oh, he's probably dead. And he, he wakes up, he just feels like he just was asleep for a long time. He's just, he, like, that's literally sometimes the reaction where it's like, whoa, everybody got old. I just felt like I took a nap. Like, it, No, but you want to know what's funny? Because a lot of Christian people or people of faith, they'll say, oh, t- uh, just let me die. And I'm like, I thought you guys believed in life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But that's it's like, it always tripped me out because here I am, a hardcore atheist. I'm like, dude keep me on that ventilator 
I'm like, I don't want to die. If I'm a vegetable, I don't care. You guys want my ass and rotate me so I don't get bed sores. I said, I want to live. <laughs> I said, I don't care how much of a burden I am on other people. But, but that kind of ties it back into the industry of abortion, which I was talking about. The manipulation of language is very, very clear because they don't claim outwardly that the big percentage of their business is actual abortions that get performed. And that's false. You hear that Asian lady who's now the director of Planned Parenthood and she's like, they're, 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 those counselors. No, I haven't heard her. What's she are, saying? Like, I didn't know no, that. She just says things like, no, we provide counseling services for motherhood and all that kind of like, get out of here. You don't do that stuff. Well, but what you know, but hold on, but they do. And I'm glad you brought that up They're, You know what they're called? It's not a big percentage of their service. No, oh God, no, this is really something bizarre. And, and no, but, but going back to what you're saying, it's called pro voice and it's a counseling service. Uh, I forgot who funded it, but it started out of Berkeley out of Oakland. Oh these, boy. No, I'm not kidding. It's, it's re- like, these are just coincidences, but the women who started it were bartenders <laughs> in Oakland. And uh, so I've like, not heard of this. I'm going to look it up while you're talking about yeah, it. It's called pro voice. Uh, she's really big. She's huge. In fact, she did Ted talks and stuff like that. She got uh, really huge. So they offer services, counseling services to people who've had abortions. After ah, okay. That's what they provide. And you talk about it and uh or just to talk in general and uh but it's how they talk and how they speak is real effective because that's how real counselors talk they listen to you Mm -hmm. and then like um they're not salesmen yeah pretty much and they echo they're like an echo chamber like they're your personal echo chamber so if you mention god then they'll talk about god if they say transgender then they'll say transgender they they just echo you and they'll just make you feel better about having abortions <laughs> they just do because whatever you know they because here's the thing a lot of people don't know what empathy is yeah like hold on just let her do her thing so she knows uh she knows about empathy i know about empathy I might not be empathetic, but I know how to pretend to be empathetic because I, I feel yeah, nothing. I see, what, for, I see what you're saying. Yeah. For, for nobody, you know, or for anybody is, is the proper uh, grammar. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, hold on. Can you take it for a second? Yeah. Uh, Hi, counselor. Hello. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. She when is she going to show her face? Yeah, when she feels better about her, you know, she'll, <laughs> she'll come on one day. I, But, you know, she, you know how. <laughs> after you've had a baby but anyway yeah uh, for those of you listeners just to say real quick i know you guys sometimes hear baby cries that's professor dreg's uh daughter but i won't say the names just you know he's got a family he's got a a father so what you're hearing is his baby and it's i'm sorry it's kind of weird because we're talking about abortions and all that no but but the thing is it's but it's yeah yeah, because you know like a lot of people they trip out they go like you're like the weirdest atheist you know (laughs) because you because, you know, like a lot of atheists don't believe in big families and things like that. Yeah, well, because, you, like I said, you're conservative and it comes from... Yeah, like, I'm not going to have a clan. That's the whole point of having kids. So you could dominate a market somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's what, um, what's his face? Rothschild, that's what he did. 
He literally yeah, trains look at the Trumps. to become the biggest <laughs> bankers in the world, go to all these different countries, and basically be the money launderer. Hey, look at Trump. Trump has all his kids involved. And I guarantee That's how you build an empire. You do your build, family. I know it's funny, too. Like his daughter. The Walton family did the same thing, by the way. Yeah, that's what you do. And so, like, the oldest always takes care of everything. So I'm going to groom my kid to be, like, the clan leader. And, and then the boys, <laughs> they'll just be the muscle. <laughs> you know? That's what you do with family. But anyway, uh, back to this abortion stuff. Uh, I mean, this is why I'm against abortion. Because I, I honestly don't know why people don't want a family. It's just not natural. Like we are built. There is no purpose to your life except to have babies. I mean, every species is like this. There is no purpose to life other than to make sure your species survive. That's just what it is. The only difference from us and other animals is we're aware of it. Other animals don't know that's what they're supposed to do, but that's what they're designed to do. Same as us. But I, you know, I think from a, now reading the Bible, I honestly believe that there is something more like the reason why we have thought is to figure things out on purpose. So this is one of the things we have to figure out on our own. Like right. why is abortion bad? It should be self-evident why it's bad, but for argument's sake, we have to go with the constitution and morals and ethics. But scientifically speaking, you know, Natural abortions happen. They're called miscarriages. If you have a miscarriage, well, that's for a reason. But to do it on purpose is, goes against science because our body's not built to handle abortions. Not psychologically, not physically. It, it but, is traumatizing. But now it's a big industry. So that is why we're talking about the industry of making abortions legal. It's a big thing. But that's why I said the other day, uh -huh. we have to pay women to have these babies because nobody wants an abortion. If you're going to use the economic argument, guess what? Whoopi's correct. It's an economic decision. So what do you tell somebody who has three or four kids that can't afford another kid? So, you know, she has to get strength from her kids to go ahead and get this abortion. So what do you tell them? Hey, look, I'll give you 25 grand um, for, uh -huh. an, uh, for an adoption agency because couples should pay for an adoption. Why not? Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? Why can't, if they're going to pay $25,000 for a genetic mutation and have eight babies and, and one egg, like the Octomom, you know what I mean? Might as well incentivize them. Yeah. Twenty five thousand for an adoption, and just just do it like that. I mean, it there is nothing wrong with that, and mm -hmm. um, and if women want to be baby making machines, you know, then let them. You know, guys can go to a sperm bank and donate sperm, or they get paid for it. Right. Right. I mean, so why can't women be paid for uh, making? Uh, babies for couples who can't have them mm -hmm. they could even use the sperm of the guy of the dad so at least it's half you know what i mean and uh they don't have to have well i guess it should be done through sex but <laughs> but if you're gonna do in vitro or something you know i, I guess it's possible but i don't know the thing is it, it's we honestly should pay people 
to have babies carry it through and just go through an adoption because I, I honestly don't know anybody who suffers psychological damages from adoptions <laughs> like they do from abortions. Yeah. Because everybody I know, I mean, only one girl I know that's haven't had an abortion went through it. Like it was nothing. She was giggling, laughing, you know, just really well, not like giggling, laughing, like, ha I got an abortion. No, oh. but she was just there. But she told me she was like, yeah, like all the other girls are crying. I was just like, thinking oh my god it wasn't that you know it's not that bad just have some cookies and you know it's like it's a picnic in here just just you know da 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 and i'm thinking but see not everybody's the same there are some sociopathic people i'm a sociopath a lot of people think i'm a sociopath you know so is it possible possibly you know because i've done a lot of heinous things so you know and that's why i can honestly witness a lot of things and like it bothers me now, but it didn't bother me then. So like going through certain things, it doesn't bother me. But looking back on it and, and using hindsight, like, man, that's really messed up. Mm-hmm. Or if I watch, you know, movies or it bothers me, but, you know, but not like it should normal people. Like a normal person, when they see something, it really bothers them. And uh, some people are missing that trait, and which makes it easier to make this into a business because like that doctor, the one who is part of San Francisco politics, dude, she is a special person to just continually just kill, kill, kill. And, you know, you know, and you're going to tell me she's not a sociopath. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just how it goes. There are sociopaths in our society and they're allowed to conduct business and make it a business. Because, you know, in theory, and here's a counter argument, is it better for this sociopath to kill people who are 10 years old, 11 years old, or let her get her aggressions out and kill somebody we don't know? Probably people we don't know. That's what most people would advocate for. (laughs) No, but that's why abortions are legal. Yeah, that's why they're there, right? Because it is a business for sociopaths. (laughs) i'm not kidding you and i I hate to say it's like it takes a sociopath to know a sociopath but it's kind of like you don't hear this nobody ever talks about it nobody ever talks about the psychological makeup of a doctor who is willing to do this right you know look at the uh, doctor death dr uh kevorkian he was killing old people he went to prison it was a big deal because he was killing people who were alive who wanted to die because they're old or whatever. But either way, he was still killing people. And that bothered. See, that never caught on. Killing old people never caught on. Why? Because it's too much for people to bear because they can see an old person die. And Mm -hmm. that's not right. You know, those are people we know. Those people have influence over somebody. Families, experiences. Yeah. So to see somebody, a sociopath, kill somebody, it's it's uh, easier to condemn Dr. Kevorkian than it, it is, you know, I don't want to name names, but in, an abortion doctor, because I don't right. want people to target them. Yeah. But it's the truth. How can you say she's not a sociopath? She is. That's mm-hmm. why it's a business. A bunch of sociopaths are making a ton of money. 
Well, that's uh, and here's the thing. Another thing about sociopathic behavior, right, is that to some degree, for that type of thing to be accepted by, I guess, common folk who aren't of the same type of personality type, turns you into a pathological liar. Because that's what these counselors do. You know, they're not counselors; they're salesmen. They they yeah. get you sold on an abortion and how you're not ready to do this. And and that's that's the thing. That's why I keep bringing it back to language, right? Because language is how we communicate. And how <laughs> it we allows it manipulate to happen. People, yeah, yeah. But also, people use this whole it's constitutional, it's not constitutional against people to shut them up and to manipulate them when we've already established that all speech is constitutional. So by saying abortion is murder, right? For people who are advocating for it, obviously it's not gonna it's not gonna bode very well. These it makes their here's the thing, it makes their job harder. It's harder for you to make money when people are given the cold hard truth. Here's the deal: I don't think I would be as polarized about it, right? It's like if everybody walked into an abortion. I mean, obviously it wouldn't work as well. It wouldn't be as effective. But think about it, right? That girl that you sent me a video of, Lila Rose, the anti-abortion oh, yeah. activist. This is what she does. She shows people what an abortion really looks like, right? Now, here's the deal. If you had, at a Planned Parenthood clinic, a pro-lifer and a pro-choicer and say, hey, you can murder your baby or you cannot, right? I think that most sensible people would go, well, clearly, you're going to feel, you know, that this is what it is. But <coughs> just just how people are, right? People are good-natured, I would like to think, and know that murdering life is is bad. You wouldn't make any money as an abortion clinic. That's why even with, with um, placement, right? And, and them shutting down speech and saying, well, oh, it's unconstitutional to have um, these abortion laws come into, into play right now. Like, that's what people are saying. They're not saying that it's wrong or right. They're saying it's not constitutional because if you want to debate whether it's wrong or right, there's no argument. Everyone knows it's wrong. That's why it turns people like this who advocate it into pathological liars because you, you become deniers of it. Think about it, right? A lot of these people are just constantly in denial about it. They are. And the the former Planned Parenthood director, um, what's her face, right? That went on to do the unplanned movie, all that kind of stuff. A lot of it was, I think a mixture even in, in her eyes was she didn't really know it for herself. She didn't see it until she saw it. So it was like selective ignorance. But that's also part of it. That's also part of how people get coerced because they just don't know and they don't bother looking into it. I think a lot of these women... I think are sensible people. Really, I think that they are sensible people, but they just don't want to really know. They don't well, really want to know. This might blow some doors open or blow some minds, but here is the reality. As long as we have this death culture where killing is okay, mm -hmm. then abortions are, are here to stay. Because what is the difference from allowing a police officer to kill and an abortion doctor to kill. What's the difference? You're still killing life. Nothing. Uh, from a fundamental yeah. standpoint, nothing. Because think about this. When a cop kills somebody, that person's unwanted in our society. That's true. He's an unwanted person. <laughs> so it's okay to kill. The same thing with the baby. They're not wanted. It's okay to kill unwanted people. That is our culture. And, and isn't that funny how... Isn't that funny how... <laughs> Margaret Sanger and Charles Darwin believed in the eradication of not of unwanted people. Yeah, the unwanted people. babies, 
or people who were killed by cops. So you're right. That's a, that, you, that did blow my mind. Wow. That was good. Cause think about it, right? As, yeah, you're right. As long as we glamorize and we de- desensitize people to getting rid of so-called undesirables in our society, as opposed to the conservative God, outlook, that word undesirable makes me oh like come on really but see this is why when we talked about conservatism and you talk about the a real conservative also has to look out for the people who can't help themselves yep and no. those are the people that progressives want to rid ourselves of in our society right like the whole point of eugenics in the beginning was what to 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 basically outbreed or selectively breed out people who are so-called undesirable whether they had genetic traits that they deem to be inferior okay so now i'm gonna because i want to interrupt because i'm telling you now uh the reason why it's a business and the reason why language is very important and this is going to get religious like in about five seconds (laughs) (laughs) but but here's the thing the reason why it's a business is because we we make killing a business when you're selling body parts somebody literally had to die to do this and most likely they were killed to get these body parts because nobody in their right mind wants to do this but the problem always and here's the thing all of these people always claim to be conservative but they're not because i hate to say this but I know a lot of conservative Jews. I know a lot of conservative Muslims, a lot of them, because they're all conservative based on our definition of conservatives. Like you go to Rush Limbaugh or, you know, uh, another conservative, like the National Review, everybody who claims to be a conservative, their definition would be what, you know, most Jews are, most Muslims are, you know, they all have the same principles. But The reality is this, you cannot be a conservative unless you honestly believe in the fundamental, my understanding of what Jesus was talking about when it came to economics and taking care of other people and his stance on killing. Because although it says in uh, the New Testament about murder is illegal, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. (laughs) But... They've changed the language of killing to make it mean other things. So that's why there's all kinds of degrees of killing. There's accidental killing. Second degree. Voluntary manslaughter. You can kill for medical reasons. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of, but the thing is like this. So the Old Testament Jewish people, (laughs) they're the ones that started this whole thing about changing the language to make it fit the laws of Moses down in Exodus, right? And the Ten Commandments stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were the ones that did this. They were the first ones to do this. Although they're conservative, they're the ones that started, I mean, it all came from them with the changing of the languages in order to, you know, get over on the law. If the law says thou shalt not kill, well, guess what? I didn't kill this person. I did something else, you know, like, uh, um, I did manslaughter. <laughs> I didn't kill him. It was a vehicular manslaughter, you know, it's right. it cause it was an accident. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, 
you know, and, uh, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I totally know what you're, what you mean by that. I think, but it's the Christians are the only ones from what I can understand that honestly understands that killing is wrong because they're the ones that are anti-violence because, you know, I hear Mark Levin and he said it again, just recently, all you code pink Republicans are this gutless, spineless, but that's, but that's why he's not a conservative. If you are a war hawk or somebody who wants to control other countries, yeah, that's not the Christian way. Right. It's you not. can't, I, and I, gosh, I mean, like, in a weird way, this is what I have to say, right? Because I support our military, but I do not support wars and killing. Like, I understand you got to train soldiers, right? You got to train people, but I feel like where, I differ from a lot of conservatives is that I don't believe in interventionist wars and I don't even believe in foreign no, aid. It, I don't believe in, in that kind of stuff. Like it's take care of your own, take care of your, your poor, your sick, your people who are less fortunate, right. In your own country. And like, I get having a strong military establishes America as a world superpower, you know, the authority, you know, that kind of thing. I get no, but that. that's okay. See, that's okay. But not, no, 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 but see, but, but here's the thing. Because like a lot of, and I don't even know the Christian Bible, God, I, I got to start reading it. But from my understanding of turning the other cheek, it literally means be defensive because he, because it's not just, right. oh, he says, if somebody steals from me, offer him the other thing you got. Why? Why do you have to give, because I'm telling you now, like, God dang it. Like, I really got to start reading the Bible. But because I'm so curious about it. But here's my thing, just from understanding this. And, and this is this is how you stop wars, because when you turn the other cheek, you know what that means? You have to like in order to sustain an attack when somebody hits you in the face, mm-hmm. and then you got to let them hit you on the other face. That's like what, you know, you have to be trained in order to take such punishment. So when somebody hits you square, cause I, you know, this like a real life uh, thing happened. My brother got hit square in the freaking face, full force by a big man who was wearing a ring. Didn't move him. Right. Got, and he didn't attack. He wanted to attack, but you know, because his girlfriend was there, you know, nothing went down. Cause you know, he had it in his head, like, you know, whatever, but he was able to take it. And when that dude saw that my brother took his very best shot and didn't even move him, he automatically backed down because <laughs> he thought, holy crap, you know, I gave him my best shot and he took it. Yeah. So that's why we need a strong military defense because you know what? We will take it. And when weaker people see how strong we are, they will back off. But then that's not enough in in order to dominate you have to because those types of people also tend to be your thieves yeah people looking for wars are also the people who are your thieves so how do you make a thief not into a thief anymore well that's how you teach them how to do that fishing stuff you know like i guess somewhere in the bible it says teach a man to uh, fish don't give him fish teach him how to fish i don't know who came up with that <laughs> but i'm assuming that's biblical somewhere you know what I mean? Because a lot of people believe Jesus is all about chairs. Like, no, that's why he was trying to tell those guys how to deal with economics. Right. When he was angry. 
You know what I mean? And that always stuck with me. Jesus was an angry, angry man, <laughs> you know, because that's why he could take punishment. That's why he could tell a thief, you know, because he's dealing with these low lives all the time and he's always trying to fix them. And that's our problem. We don't try to fix anybody. Christian people are too humble to try to fix people because they're like, well, we're judging them. You're not judging anybody. You're just fixing them because somehow, some way you guys got more than us. Right. So it's up to you guys to go into the streets and change the mentality of these people, change the mentality and show people that abortions is just a fancy way of saying killing, mm. you know, abortion. That's three syllables. Kill. That's one syllable. It's a fancy word. We're monosyllabic people. We use one syllable. You know what I mean? If you want to hit, you know, reach somebody in the streets, use one syllable. Don't use three. <laughs> or many. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, look, that's kill. That's kill. Kill bad. Kill bad. That's all you got to do. But as long as you go in there strong, people will respect that. And they'll learn from you. But instead, who's strong? Well, Nancy Pelosi seems strong. Whoopi Goldberg seems strong. But if you look at Whoopi, seriously, she's never been in a fight in her life. And if she was, I bet you she lost. You know, she's not a real fighter. All these progressives, they're good with language. But right. they're not physically strong, so they appear strong. And their appearances of appearing strong allows them to lead everybody into doing really bad sociopathic things mm -hmm. because look as a sociopath i should not be leading anybody into anywhere because i'm a sociopath right you know that's a bad thing how is that good it's not good and christians always stay silent most of them because you see all, a lot of these christians who are mega leaders and they say all these bad things about abortion this, abortion that, but they don't come up with any solutions as they fly away to their fancy jets. You know what I mean? Just making money, 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 money. And it just yeah, makes preaching machines, as they call them. Yeah, and they turn them into yeah. atheists. They really do. Or they spawn uh, because, you know, like, gosh, darn it. Like, like yeah, at my meeting yesterday, they're they're having some kind of celebration at the Jim Jones Church down in San Francisco. Jim Jones, the cult yeah, leader, like the escape of Jim Jones, because oh. it actually happened in the Fillmore. Uh, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a mess down there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? But it's the truth. It spawns Christians are responsible for guys like Jim Jones. It's the truth. It, it's that's just what happens. You know what I mean? And now look what happened. San Francisco is a progressive paradise. Why? Because the leaders of Christian people were very weak and they just, you know, and that's why it's like, I, I really, you know, try to encourage, you know, people to honestly, if you're a Christian, you got to be a leader. You, you got to stop being nice. You got to understand when you turn the other cheek, that means you are physically intimidating to people. You know what I mean? Because when you can do that, that takes a lot of strength. And people will listen. To, I mean, it's just how we're animals. Long story short, people respond to strength. And if Christians are given this power, unlike the Jews, unlike the Muslims, unlike, because gosh, everybody knows Buddhists, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> anything goes, anything gives. Yeah, and therefore they're taken. You can overtake a Buddhist. You just can't. Well, because they they just they don't have anything. They don't believe in having anything. And yeah, and they believe in nothing. So when the Mandarins, you know, like, come on, if you believe in something, and like to me, the Mandarins were very evil type people. They were, and because uh, they're you know like atheists who are very educated are very scary. Those are the people you need to fear, and that was the Mandarins. Mm-hmm. They were a very educated group of scary atheists. And uh, Jesus, they were killing people unlike we've ever seen. But they got everybody into suicidal behavior, much like progressives. Right. And, and that's not good. But anyway, so, and, and you know, it, but anyway, so tying it back to the business of abortion is because of the Christians. They created all of this. Believe it or not, I mean, it's... It's the Christian people who allowed the bastardization of language. You know, uh, this is what happens. You know, I don't know if it's the Catholic church or the Baptist churches, but either way, it falls back on Christianity because I'm almost certain (laughs) there were no abortions way back in the Roman times. You know what I mean? I don't think there were aborting babies. I think it's a recent thing. You know, because I'm thinking like, you did they abort babies way back in the old days i don't think so like i i honestly don't know i mean obviously like there was violence against women but that's not the same as literally targeting killing you know a baby like i know they killed if somebody was accused of having an affair then they would kill that well yeah that was your punishment adult yeah but that's not the same as an abortion so you know yeah, I think this is a new phenomenon, and I honestly believe it's the Christian people's fault because, you know, like so many English, not English, so many Christian leaders, you know, they misuse the English language in the Bible. You know what I mean? And that's what I think because from me reading just Genesis and Exodus, dude, I know for a fact that they're misusing the language in the Bible because the like what happens in Genesis, what happens in Exodus. Dude, okay, so I'm gonna because this totally reminds me when Moses came down from the mountain, he was an old man, right? That is scientifically proven. There, there is science behind it. That's why, like, how in the hell do we not know this? How come nobody, like, nobody talks about this? Not one biblical scholar talks about the 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 muon particle that literally travels at like it's almost at the speed of light right it's uh it's one of the particles that are always constantly going at the speed of light that particle lives 25 times longer travels distances you know much much greater than other particles and um why is that Mm-hmm. And and it's technically it was in the Bible because uh, in theory, if we believe in the Big Bang and the math behind it, that means God is moving probably faster than the speed of light. But in order, since the only particles we know can only move almost at the speed of light, not quite at the speed of light. I mean, there's some particles that move faster, but that we know of that are on this planet (laughs) that move at the speed of light close to it. So if Moses is moving closer to the speed of light, well, that explains why he was aged so much because see, everybody believes in what Einstein was saying that 
when you move closer to the speed of light, everything slows down. So when you come back to Earth, everybody's dead. But in fact, it was the opposite. Moses came back old and everybody else was like the same age. Moses aged greatly. Why? Because particles moving at close to the speed of light will age. I mean, they just see whole way more. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah, when it comes to this time thing and blah, 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 but I did a really crap job explaining it, but that's basically what it means. When you're traveling at the speed of light, everything's accelerated. So it's like riding on a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, like when there's like a family guy cartoon, when, when Peter's <laughs> stuck on this train <laughs> and his body's totally disfigured, but it's the truth. Inside, when you're traveling fast and you feel these G forces, your yeah. body feels the pressure. You know what, how it feels to be on a roller coaster. Oh yeah. So, so uh, like, that's, that's when you feel like your stomach is in a place where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. So your body's actually moving faster to, you know, uh, what's oh, that yeah. word to compensate for the speeds. Right. And that's what's happening. Your body's compensating. Moses' body had to accelerate and age to compensate with traveling at God's speed and God allowed it to happen. That's why he came down as an old man. His body aged that fast and science has proven that. So it's a fact. So how, you know, I know just from reading Exodus, reading Genesis, how everybody misuses the language in the Bible for their own purposes. Mm. And I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm just a big bully. I bet you when I get to the fifth book, it's nothing but science in that Bible because that's all it is because how come nobody ever asked, why did God age? I mean, not God. Why did Moses age so quickly? Why? And, but here's the greater thing. Why did Moses make Aaron his spokesperson? <laughs> but it's he the truth. Well, I mean, in the Bible story is because he didn't want to be the spokesperson, go up against Pharaoh at the 10 plagues. He didn't want to like Moses. Or it could have been because he couldn't because of the physical Change like because trust me, like I could only imagine traveling that fast what it does to somebody. Like, oh, it's like God, he went up the mountain to talk to God, right? I mean, I don't know if he was in space or anything. Is that that's not clear? Well, kind of because he describes he describes uh, like the earth being like the spear, and and, like he had this perspective of like the cloud, like you know, so he had to have gone somewhere. Because you can't see, like, if you're... You, he, well, he entered into the presence of God is what happened. Well, but, but here's the thing. If you're on top of a mountain, you cannot see the entire planet. You can't see that it's a sphere. You can't. Yeah. He had to have seen it from above. You know what I mean? So that, like, there is something like... And that's, well, you're right, because he came back from the mountain, not just with the Ten Commandments. He came back with the first five books of the Bible, too. Because Genesis was given to him by God. Like, he wrote it down. You know? Yeah, no, but that's why I like this whole thing is there's something that we're missing. <laughs> no, but I'm telling that's why it's he like came this- back with what the what the Jews would consider be the original Torah, first five books. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling it's instruction manual, but either way, but that's that that instruction. <laughs> no, but see, but well, because there has to be. I, I mean, think you because- get a real kick out of reading uh, Leviticus because Leviticus, right? Levitical priests, as in from Levites, from from Aaron's line, and this is all about the tabernacle and the uh, animal sacrifices and, and this mm. is old ancient <laughs> Jewish tradition. 
<laughs> no, nah, I mean, I just think that it would give because those are all instructions from God. Like it's specific. It's just like, you know, huh? They, interesting. They, and oh, I think you would get a kick out of it too because measurements are in the book of Leviticus, like how to build the tabernacle, build the Ark of the Covenant. Like it, it's all measurements. You know, they call it cubits. Which is like an ancient. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard of cubits. Yeah, it's it's. Huh, so that's in the Bible. I did not know that. Well, you say <laughs> it's an instruction manual. Le- Leviticus is nothing but a, a well, not nothing but, but it, it's in it. Leviticus were instructions specifically for Levites, which were priests. So yeah. Aaron's line are the priests, right? They were that they were selected by God to be priests. And that's why it's called Leviticus, Levitical priests, and it's all about the tabernacle, Ark of the Covenant, okay. all that kind of stuff. No, I think you, would, I think, right I think you'd get a kick out of it. You got so Levi is part of the Leviticus too, like Levi. Levi is one of the the sons of Jacob, or also called. So Israel. those genes are biblical genes, like like oh, that's a religious. No, company. no, no. Le- Levitical is just that's your family line, that's your bloodline. And no, God, so do you think Levi's is from? The Bible? No, no, Jesus. Oh. That's not a stupid. No, it's point. not. <laughs> no, that's no, why I was no. like, Levi is a very common name, but Levi is also a biblical tribe. It's it's a one of. No, so that's what I I wonder if that's from. It's in Genesis. It's one of because Jacob had twelve sons. Those twelve sons were the twelve tribes of Israel, twelve tribes of the Jews. You know, Levi is. I gotta, I gotta Aaron, find out. Aaron, Aaron comes Levi. from Levi. Aaron is a descendant of Levi. But yeah, and remember that's the those twelve. Yeah, and and this is this is when they went to Egypt, right? Because there was a famine in the land, so they stayed in Egypt. They became slaves because they were there for like four hundred years. The the time between Genesis and Exodus is about four hundred years. Yeah, but I'm telling you now, I, I believe <laughs> no, but this is why I believe. I, I don't know, like it might not even been. I don't know, like just it might not even been literal four hundred years. It could have been four hundred Moses years. You know what I mean? Because I don't know about that, but yeah, he was so much older than everybody. Well, but, but it's not. It's not. No, no, no. Moses was not. Didn't exist at the end of Genesis. Moses was given up as a baby in, in Egypt. This is when the Israelites yeah. in Egypt, and and this is when the Pharaoh was executing all the firstborn because they had grown powerful. They had grown into a mighty nation. That's the God's covenant to Abraham. It's like and I didn't call you. that abortion. Huh? Notice that, I said, and they did not call that abortion. Yeah, but the, the kids were already born. Like the the pharaoh was. Oh, that's executing. what I'm saying. They called it execution. No, because what is the word in abortion? Abortion. Call it execution. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what it is. You're basically <laughs> executing a kid. I think we would react very differently as a society if we used language. Again, it comes back to words. Yeah, but so. see, that's my point. Christians, they are so easy not to call an execution an execution. They call it an abortion. But when you're killing kids, ah, let's execute them. That's that's serious. Abortion, yeah, yeah it's, it's just stopping. Because that's what abort means. Abort means to stop. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's the truth. That's just how it goes. I'm telling you, it's see that that's I don't know. Like for some reason, I don't know why, but Christians were given the keys to everything. And they don't use it. It's Are like you sure it wasn't the Jews that were given that, <laughs> dude. I know for a fact. It's like you guys were given a keys to Lamborghini, but you're like, eh, I don't want to drive it. I'm gonna drive this Volkswagen from 1965. You know, <laughs> but that's what you guys do. I'm thinking, I don't understand that because it's it's amazing. Because just reading, I'm not done with Exodus. I just started, but just reading it, it's insane. 
And I'm thinking if I had this knowledge before, God, I, I would probably be the president by now. <laughs> I don't, but then in an evil way, most likely. But you know what I mean? <laughs> because, but, that, but I think that's what the Jews did, probably, because they never got to the New Testament. So they're like, yeah, just, you know what I mean? They just get stuck with what they know. They use that power for their own personal benefit. And boom, we got today's world problems. <laughs> but it's the truth. Why do we have it? Because the Muslims are pretty much the same way. Yeah. They just don't believe, they believe Jesus was just a weak philosopher who ultimately got killed. <laughs> seriously yeah. and uh because i know a lot of muslims and, and it's it's just you know they have respect for jesus the same way we have respect for martin luther king jr you yeah. know but the difference is martin luther king was a hoax <laughs> and jesus most likely was not we just don't understand well see because here's the thing muslims hate everything about the old testament like the jewish bible they just hate it and that's probably why they hate Jesus, too, because, you know, Jesus, all he was doing was interpreting the Old Testament into a way that would help everybody on the planet versus only one sect of people. Because I, that, that's what I think. Why would, why would we have this type of knowledge? Why would we be given knowledge about particles, how particles react going towards the speed of light? Why? Why is this? To just help Jewish people? A small sect of 12 tribes, you know, who have no home and, and, and are complacent and willing to be slaves or enslaved people and run around worshiping cows. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why God gave Jews all that? Hell no. It's for everybody's benefit, not just a bunch of people who may or may not worship God, <laughs> but it's the truth. That's the problem with Jews. Like, right. That, you know, Moses did all these great things. He went away for, well, I guess a long time, but no, not that long of a time, long time for Moses, but not a long time for the Jews. He was yeah. gone for not that long. And just like that, they lost uh, faith and became a bunch of cow worshiping, you know, gold worshiping people. In, in what, under a week, maybe? <laughs> Seriously. I think it was 40 days, but I could be wrong about that. No, but the thing is, come on. Yeah. That fast? Your memory is that short? Dude, I, I know crackheads that have more loyalty than that. <laughs> but it's the truth. How can a group of people who are enslaved, all this stuff, and in a day or two, because 40 days two months, three months, that's just a couple of days. How yeah. can somebody change that quickly? Because that, that's how stupid they are. Seriously, that, that's... Oh, no, I mean, I think that that's a... But, but see, I think we got to, again, bring it back. Like, give, it, give us your final thoughts on the language of it. Because this is important. It is about the language of it. The, manip the manipulation that... Well, see, but according to the Bible, somebody manipulated the Jewish people to do all of that. So, and I think that's a problem with the Jewish people. They use language uh, uh, along with these people with abortions and all these things, whatever it is, war in other countries, uh, conservative by name only, Republican by name only. All of these people use language to control us. And until Christian people understand the language in what Jesus was honestly saying, because I don't know what he was saying, really. But from what I do understand, he was not saying what most Christian people say. 
Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. There is no such thing because abortion is not stopping. It is killing. It is an execution. Right. That's language. Christians never say that. And when they do say that, they don't offer any solutions because the whole point of being a Christian is to take care of the weakest in your society, in your culture, whatever it is. But they don't. So Whoopi is right. But on the other side, Sonny is also right. They're both right, but nobody ever has solutions. And they do this on purpose. And that's why groups like Pro Voice are so prominent, so strong, because they individually reassure people that killing is okay. That's what they do. Mm. And that's why it's dangerous. And I still blame it on the Christians because they're the only ones that honestly know how they were given the manual and how to stop killing of all types by taking care of the weak. They know all that. That is not a Jewish thing. That is not a Muslim thing. They don't have that on the Muslim faith. They're not charitable people. Same thing with Jewish people. They are not charitable. They tithe but they are not charitable the same way Jesus told them to be. Right. Which is probably why they had him killed <laughs> because they go, I, I no, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, what'd they do with the retarded people? what they do with the mentally ill people? what they do with them? Were they, were those babies okay to kill? I don't know. Right. But I do know that if you are a Christian, that is not something you do. Mm-hmm. I don't care how retarded you are. You don't kill them. That is not an excuse for an abortion, but a Jewish guy, eh, it's okay. Well said. No, I think that that's a good way to wrap it up there because that is the manipulation of it. And I think that all we have to say for all the listeners who are listening, thank you guys for tuning in. It's all about making sure that we call a spade a spade. And that's a starting point because then people would be a little bit more receptive to that. So thanks guys for uh, listening to AMAP episode 32 and we'll see you soon.